Hello everyone and welcome to episode 9 of The One One, your West Australian racing podcast. I am BJ Ryan, teaming up with the Perth racing guru, Terry Layton. Hello Terry. G'day Beej, how are you? How was your week off? Yeah, it was nice to have a little freshen up. Mm. Um, I definitely came to the end of my prep post-Perth Cup, so to have a, have a week off form and go down south for a little bit with the family was was nice nice uh nice to get a bit of a break from uh, from the grind mate it can get a bit much sometimes can't it uh, it's when the uh the numbers and the the words on the page start looking like uh, hieroglyphics it's uh it's uh time for a little spell sometimes isn't it listen to us whinging about doing form eh? it's incredible <laughs> anyway it's good to be back i've we've, we've uh, i'm sure you've missed me Yes, for sure. Yeah, all the, way, all the way over in Tasmania, playing golf, living the life. Yeah. How was it? It was good, mate. Yeah, very good. Bamboo Golf Course, number two in Australia. Number three is the one next door, the uh, the Dunes. So uh, still extremely untalented uh, at golf, but uh, a very good little setup for a getaway, mate. So refreshed, ready to go, and uh, hoping we can find a few winners at a price today. So just quickly, what was your yes. thoughts of Tasmania itself? I like Tasmania. Uh, Launceston's extremely backwards. I think they're just... Um, they just figured out what a car is there. So, uh, no, Launceston has... Just invented uh, the wheel. <laughs> they've just nearly, nearly actually. They haven't quite got there yet. Uh, lovely place. Love the um, scenery uh, and I love the, the place itself. But, uh, yeah, it's just a little bit behind probably the rest of Australia to some degree. Well, Launceston is at least. But, uh, yeah, highly recommend it. We'll be back there again soon. Good. Um, so we are coming off uh, a week off, but we did happen to have a really, uh, really fun night with the Betfair Perth pub tour in the city a couple of Friday nights ago. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Still bit, recovering, I think. I, yeah, am, yeah. I think there's a f- mm. few boys with a few sore heads after that. There, there would have been, yeah. There would have been. Yeah. It was so, a cracking night, though. Yeah, it was a great night. And um, big thanks to everyone who supported the event, came along and, and joined in the fun. Um we're already thinking about another one, Terry. Yeah, 100%. Maybe a night at the trots or something like that. If we're going to get a, uh, a bunch of uh, punters together, we may as well go somewhere we can have a punt, eh? So perhaps uh, sometime in late Feb, maybe March, sometime in the next uh, couple of months, we'll uh, look at a little foray to Gloucester Park after dark. Mm, sounds good. And uh, yeah, so stay tuned, listeners, and we'll uh, provide information on the next one-one. Uh, podcast catch up have to thank betfair who supported the the evening with some uh, merch pack giveaways mm-hmm. and um we did have a a really uh, fun mastermind quiz on the night uh divided up everyone into teams and geez they were pretty strong travis murray oh, I tell you what, it was an absolute master from murray wasn't it oh it was crazy johnny Mar- clinton nathan Smith. <laughs> did they did those two do a great deal i think it was a, just a genuine master class from travis murray so he's a previous mastermind winner too, he isn't is he? he is and yeah. uh, the boys the boys dominated the the quiz on the night and uh they all received a betfair merchandise pack yes. as did the amanda cup sweet winners callum yeah. Callum Robson and Christian Hawkins, so it was good. Should we mention that we uh, maybe our tour guide on the evening, young uh, Sharma, might have lost the uh, the folder? So it took us a little bit of uh, scurrying around to figure out which two people actually won that the following day, as it wasn't all that clear in my mind. But uh, no, well done to Callum and to the great Christian Hawkins. Yeah, and uh, Hannon's handicap winning Christian I was Hawkins. Say that, yes, and um, I, I yeah, it was a, it was a really good uh, mixture of people from all walks of life: school teachers, scientists. There was. Uh, Harness racing people, horse 
uh, thoroughbred trainers, trainers yep. punters, Eagles uh, degenerates. <laughs> yeah, there was some definite degenerates, wasn't there? Hey, Chris Brown. Uh, no, there was some. There were definitely a few degenerates there as well. So that's the category I think uh, I fit into. So um, yeah, it was, it was really good fun. It really, really was a cracking night. Really, really was. I, I'm already looking forward to the um, to the next one. Okay, so uh, the racing world just keeps spinning, even though we we're not plugged into it. So over the last last week, there's uh, there's been a bit going on. Um, obviously, more. Uh, from a WA Racing News point of view, more problems uh, with the Mount Barker truck. They lost their um, their number one meeting, really, mm. the Grapes and Grapes Gallops. And gallops. You've been uh, before? I have been in Grapes and oh, Gallops. Oh, good, yeah. isn't it? Enjoy the, uh, really enjoy the Grapes and Gallops. Anyway, Mount Barker, what are your thoughts? Yeah, well, this Mount Barker Turf Club certainly uh, WA Racing's problem child at the mm. moment. I uh, just can't seem to get the track right. Seems to be some uh, significant issues with their irrigation system and, and maintenance of the track. Um, obviously, the Mungrup State, the Mungrup Stud Sprint Meeting is is their day, and and they had to um, transfer it to Albany last Sunday. So yeah, there's there's some significant issues with that track and uh, moving forward. And yeah, it's going to be interesting um, to see what Rawa decides um, next year with their fixturing and whether they're going to invest the money to get the track up to up to standard. Because at the moment, it just seems like they can't get it really safe for racing consistently. So um, I guess more will be revealed about Mount Barker mm. uh, in the months to come. I think it's had more chances than uh, Harley Bunnell, hasn't it? I think it's, yeah. time, I think it's <laughs> time to be delisted, I'd suggest. I, uh, yeah, I, I don't think industry participants, jockeys and the, uh, the trainers who are uh, driving their horses six, seven, eight hours down south for a, for a race, get there and nah, turn around, off you go back home. So I think that's happened one too many times now. And um, yeah, let's, uh, I think that might be... We might be coming towards the end of our time at Mount Barker unless mm. something seriously, um, yeah, seriously occurs. Okay, so we have had some really great stories uh, within the riding ranks recently while we're away. Uh, Chloe has a party, Prentice, she had a couple of years away from the game, came back and rode the two feature race winners. That was the uh, Mungrup, uh, sorry, the Mandra Cup and the uh, Fitzpatrick Plate in Albany, $200,000 races in, in one weekend for Chloe. That's a really good story. Two uh, very good rides too. Yes. Like, uh, they were both really, really um, good, especially the ride on Mankind. I mean, that that was a great example of not being on the best horse in the race. I think we all, everyone will agree free trade was probably the best run of the race. Sure. But she just rode that so well, pulled it out at the right moment and got the job done for Hayden Ballantyne as well we should mention that his first success first feature success as yes. a trainer so yeah uh, yeah he's got that horse really ex Peter's yeah. investments yeah. horse actually yes. he's done a yes. really good job with that horse um, so yeah that's his who great dad uh, sorry Tinder Beach. who did his father purchase from Peter's investments to win a feature uh, I think he won a Perth Cup, didn't he? He did. Yeah. Who? What was the horse's name? Talent Show. Talent Show. Yeah. That's right. 18,000. Jared Noski. Yes, Jared Noski. Yeah, that was one of my favourite days on the punt, actually. Anyway, continue, Bates. Good, yeah, so good just, racing stories. Just wanted to mention that she was an apprentice at a very young age, decided to take a couple of years away from the game, has come back and um, is just doing, yeah, she's doing a yeah, really good job. Apprentice to Simon A. Miller in Ascot. She's uh, She's... You know, won two feature races last weekend. Similar story, Christy Bennett. She was a 17-year-old apprentice in Western Australia, took some time away uh, from, from race riding anyway, kicked off her apprenticeship again, and she was uh, her, her effort and, I guess, 
steady improvement was rewarded with uh, all the way win on Patristic at Ascot last she's Saturday. Riding well. yes. She's riding well. She was a long way from, well, she's still a long way from the finished article. I think she'd agree with that, but she's actually riding really well at the moment. And she's, well, I don't have, I wouldn't have a huge amount of confidence. She's one of the claiming apprentices who I don't mind on a horse taking a sit at times. So that's, uh, yeah, she's, she's riding really well. It's a well-deserved win um, on Patristic, who's also flying. Yes, yeah, and uh, good job, Jane Bustling as well. And the other story that I wanted to talk about is Tash Faithful smashed up really badly in a uh, in a track work incident, um, suffered all sorts of all sorts of injuries and in, in, internal uh, breaks and punk, lung, punctured lungs and broken ribs, all sorts of things. And um, she um, had a terrific weekend last weekend. I think she rode a couple of winners at Esperance and then mm-hmm. a treble at um, Albany on Sunday, including the Mungrup Stud Sprint aboard your old... <laughs> I was going to say. Your old faithful. You know you're riding well. Old Barricky faithful. Beats. Very good. Old yeah. faithful. Natasha yeah. Faithful. Very good. <laughs> uh, you know you're riding well when you're getting an eight or nine-year-old uh, Barricky Beats to win a feature race. So, uh, yeah, that was... Uh, I couldn't help but laugh. I was actually offered the horse. I, I, I threw channels. Um, they, were, they were looking at selling a period of time ago. I think they did sell, actually, and mm. this might have been bought it so well done for getting he, he should have won more races this campaign he's been they've probably set the bar a little bit high i think on, on occasion um but yeah good on him for finding the right race and there's probably another one um in him if he, if he gets another leader by a track like that so yeah yeah well i mean he ran third the week before and it was yes. a second or third third, uh, third, third in the uh yep Stud sprint. Yep. So I oh, was sorry, not the Fitzpatrick play, and then he backed up into yep. the Mungra. And um, yeah, so he's he's going good. He's a tough, tough, and he seems to be jumping. Well. Seems to be past his barrier issues, yeah. which is top job. Barrier to get, beat. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> top job to get him um, get his mind back um, where it, where it needs to be. To be my right. mind still isn't back from where it needs to be from <laughs> following him for all the years. But I tell you what, he was a he was a you talk of problem child. He yeah. was an absolute problem child for me. So, so good on your Tash. Mm. Um, yeah, so a treble on Sunday, um, doing yeah, doing really well. Uh, so they're great, feel good racing stories. And uh, I just saw on Twitter during the week from um, our friend Giulio Santarelli that top jock Sean O'Donnell is uh, on the comeback trail after a pretty savage ankle injury and um, a case of deep vein thrombosis. So mm-hmm. Sean um, hasn't ridden since June last year, June fifteen last year, when he got smashed up in the in the gates. Um, in that false start race. And um, so, yeah, hopefully he's, I think he's been cleared to ride track work. And so hopefully he shouldn't be too far away from getting back out there amongst it. So good luck, Sean. Um, I guess it, we really need to discuss that things are heating up over East. Um, some big races uh, on the horizon. And WA has been represented with nominations in the Australian Guineas, Australian Cup, Newmarket Handicap from some of our big stables. Team Williams, of course. I think Gan Jimmy Racing have a couple, and uh, Neville, Smith. Neville mm-hmm. Parnham and Lindsay Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, so All Star Mile, the five million dollar All Star Mile race. We've got Regal Power, Black Art Bart, and Scales of Justice who trying we, to. Who are we voting for? I t- unfortunately, I didn't even know Black Art Bart and Scales of Justice were in it, so I've already voted for Regal, uh, Regal Power. Power. After, yeah. Um, so, um, but I'm not sure. Um, whether the whole field is made up of votes or they've got a different format this year. But hopefully uh, hopefully we can get some representation in, in the big race at Caulfield. Um, and speaking of scales of justice, 
He is in action under lights, Mooney Valley tomorrow night in the Group 2 Australia Stakes. He'll be crossing swords with Winterbottom Stakes winner Hay Dock. So, tell you what, the stable's flying at the moment, aren't they? Oh, tell me about their Twitter Twitter feed, Terry. Unbelievable. It is quite incredible. Yeah, I think when you get a bit of confidence like that, I, I really I really enjoy a, a stable who's happy, even if they lose. I don't mm. know who cares less who's happy, but just happy to you know give you a good tip or, or say when they don't. He'd, he'd also, they go on there and say, look, we just think this is more of a trial today mm. or whatnot. It, it's a really good uh, leg up for the punters, Beach. So, uh, yeah, thoroughly enjoy um, Lindy Smith's uh, Twitter uh, work. If you don't follow him, I uh, highly recommend it. Pretty conf- You have to be pretty confident to, to, yeah. to do it the way they do it. So they're supreme, 100%. You're gonna supremely get some, uh, confident in their training methods. You'll get a few keyboard warriors that won't be too happy and will uh, hop on board there and say, oh, you tipped us this thing and it lost. So, yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> it's I think the keyboard warriors will be pretty happy this week. They've uh, they doubled at Werribee on Monday, a double at Warrnambool on Tuesday. This is Lindsay Smith, of course, and Lido Beach won at Ascot yesterday. So, you know, Lindsay Smith, he is a mastermind horse trainer isn't he so speaking of masterminds it's time. <laughs> what a segue that's one that of the best a, that was a good segue that was very good I like that um, it's time to mention our very enthusiastic sponsors who have come on board from the start first and foremost the Mundaring Hotel Ian O'Connor he's the publican at the Mundaring Hotel Heart of the Hills since 1899 located in Jacoby Street Mundaring go see Butchie for a feed flutter and some froffies the Mundaring Hotel, uh, of course, are our sponsors of the WA Racing Mastermind Competition. Congrats to Episode 8 winner, Benny Armstrong. Uh, the guru has uh, now won both the Mastermind and the Get Out Stakes. I was going to say, I thought that might have been his second Mastermind. So he's one, one and one. He's one and one. And uh, so he uh, he got all four, four questions correct and he did a, did a top job. He's been entering for a while, Benny. So he's got, got the result he was looking for. And, of course, we'll read out this week's quiz questions after we finish the preview for race five so stay tuned for that um and also market city meets timmy hewitt actually came to the uh did. the perth pub tour and uh stayed stayed the journey so good on you timmy thanks for coming along um timmy of course runs the largest retail butcher shop in perth located at the canningvale market on bannister road market city meets sponsor the very popular get out stakes competition we had a three-way tie in episode eight so congrats to andy Matt and Brian. Actually, Matt Sheridan is also a winner of both the Mastermind. Did they all get, get paid out, out the, the meat platters? Correct way. Oh, jeez, he's, looking, he's looking after us, isn't he? Looking Co- after the boys. Correct way. All three of them uh, get their get their stakes. Uh, there has been an adjustment to the way that we award the winner of the uh, get-out stakes, so there'll be only one winner per week moving forward. Which Otherwise, think- he, um, he won't be the largest <laughs> retail butcher anymore because <laughs> he'll have no meat left in the... Uh- that's right. I think we've wiped him out. So <laughs> only one winner moving forward. So if there's a tie, the winner will be drawn at random. I think that's fair enough. So mm-hmm. competition details we'll get to prior to the get out stakes. Also, uh, we're just about to embark on our preview, Terry, for the Ascot meeting this Saturday, January 25. But if you'd like to read our stuff online, you can go and get Terry's uh, Terry's race previews and his betting strategies on the Betfair hub. And uh, my leg up is available through uh, bestbets.com.au, sportsbet.com.au and Ozrace, the Ozrace website. So um, after the preview, stay tuned for our horses to follow top-notch trialers and whatever happened to segments. Uh, there is also racing coming up, Batavia Sprint Day. On the Crayfish Coast, Geraldton mm-hmm. on Sunday. Never been to the Geraldton races. Never. Might have to 
do a road trip up there, Terry. Check it out. You've had a bit of luck at Geraldton. Oh, I do like her. They they call me the provincial prince, actually, uh, (laughs) BJ. So self-appointed name. It's uh, come to the winner in the city, but uh, I do do like the the country tracks, the country tracks. That's good. So we've got Geraldton on Sunday. I think we might even have an Esperance meeting on Saturday. And then we go to public holiday Monday, racing, thoroughbred racing action at Bunbury Turf Club. So right. we might even have a quick look uh, at those. Yeah, um, we'll find a winner after, there, I think. After the preview. So should we start, Terry? Yes, we should, Beach. Let's uh, have a look at where the rail is for the day. Uh, it's at the seven metre position, um, which they haven't raced there since uh, December. Uh, it's going to be about 33 degrees. Gentle southwest, uh, southwesterly at the start of the day. That'll increase as the meeting progresses. Raced in very similar conditions, both temperature, breeze, uh, and rail-wise. Uh, was seven and nine metres twice in December. Both times played pretty fair, and it tends to get fairer as the breeze uh, increases in strength throughout the day. So maybe early on you'd want to have a leaning towards um, horses closer to, but um, all in all, I think you just allow for a relatively fair track. Um, but we have been getting a few heavy on pace tracks that throw themselves up. So if you are going to hop into a back marker, I would uh, bet somewhat circumspectly. I don't know if that's a word. Circumspectly early. And then I would um, have the rest on the day once you see they can actually make some ground. So I think that's a safe way to play at Beach. Race one. Fair enough. Okay. Race one for the two odds. It's the Amelia Park Lamb Plate. Thousand metres. We, uh, it's only two weeks, I think, until the Magic Millions two-year-old classic. So uh, we've got a, got a bit of form um, coming through in the opening event. Three last start winners, a uh, few first starters. A bit um, of speed. A bit of speed. Um, any, any views on this, Terry? Or no, you take, no take my, my, note, my notes here actually say um, leave the two-year-olds to BJ. Sure. Uh, you seem to have a fairly good record with them, and I, I didn't go too deep uh, into a few of these trials. So the only horse I want to have uh, keep a keen eye on, um, we spoke about our little absence. We haven't had a chance to sort of have a little review the past couple of meets, but mm. they've been major on pace. Um, the money which came for precautionary at Pinjarra mm. was pretty noticeable. So um, with William Pike going on, I would, um, I'd like to watch uh, her go around, but I simply don't really take uh, two-year-olds from awkward gates. Um, I feel that you really need to settle on or near the speed being a newcomer. Uh, I think Madame Torio last week was a great example. Heavily backed, wide gate, and it was, just, it was always going to be wide or mm. find trouble. It's just, it's very difficult to win um, coming from the rear. And it's usually race one or two when the track's playing a little bit more on pace. Mm-hmm. So basically, I just took a minute and a half to tell you, no, I don't have any idea, Beach. <laughs> well, I, um, there's the three winners in the race, Gemma's son, um, it's stablemate, Chicks Chatter, La, La Farola, who, who uh, those last two dead-heated over 1,200 metres at Pinjarra. I have a strong leaning to, to Gemma's, Gemma's son, um, really like the way that he uh, covered the ground in his debut win, uh, landed outside leader and just, just drew clear with strength late. Um, Paul Harvey goes, uh, goes on. Has if he if he jumps, I reckon he can clear the horses inside him and find the rail in front. That should if, be game over. If that happens, it should be game over. The price is uh, currently we're, we're recording at about one thirty on Thursday afternoon, so the price is pretty thin. Mm. Uh, Two twenty is the best available at the moment. Um, 
I would think that that is that, that's definitely under my quoted price. Um, and like you, I look. Don't get me wrong. I think Gemma's son, if he finds the rail in front, should win. I think the biggest danger is precautionary, the horse that you spoke about. Mm-hmm. But from eleven, it's going to be the wizard's going to have to have, weave some magic from there. But this horse showed up, showed plenty at trials, and really like with 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 a bit better run on debut, I reckon it probably could have beaten Chicks Chatter and La. Farola, so Harry yep. Grace off, William Pike, pretty pretty reasonable um, gear change, gear change mm. I suppose. But um, but for me, I think this is the this, Gemma's son just looks a really strapping colt. Um, I think it's going to find the front and prove too good. If yep. it's going to get beaten, I, I think it could be precautionary. Keep an eye on Simon A. Miller, first starter. Keep your feet, showing a bit in trials, unbeaten, two trials. Has a sticky gait to, to contend with, though, so it's going to have to work. But um, this really, if it's... It all boils down to if Gemma's son can begin, it should should have these covered. I think if a bit of money comes for a horse like Precautionary or the Miller Runner and, and you're getting sort of $3 plus Gemma's son come yep. jump, it yep. becomes a bet. Uh, $2.20, pretty happy to stay out. But um, yeah, I, I'd, I'd consider a bet if you're getting nearly 3 to 1. And good luck to Luke Fernie and the all-female mm. uh, owned syndicate for with Champagne Diva. So uh, we're hoping to have Luke on the podcast in the next few weeks. Mm. And um, yeah, good luck to the, the girls with Champagne Diva. Yeah, that's actually a pretty good scheme. That so the the first all women's owned horse home in the uh, Magic Moons in two weeks gets a uh, like seventy thousand dollars. You don't even have to win. What? So yeah, I haven't heard that. Women in racing uh, West Speed. Oh, I think it's women in racing Magic Moons bonus scheme. So yeah, right. Yeah, so you don't even have to win. You just just have to have an all women's ownership, and you get a fairly hefty bonus for being the first women's. What if owned you're the only horse. one in the race? You just got to finish. That's right. Okay, yeah. I like it. Yeah, it's righty, good- eh? There you go. That's uh, something new. I hadn't heard that before. So um, moving on to race two. The Maiden. The Maiden on a Saturday. What are we... we happy with Maidens on a Saturday, Beach? No, I'm not a fan of Maidens. No. Would you prefer an eight race card or are you happy with a nine or a Maiden? Uh, I think we can have nine races, but I um, I don't necessarily think we need a Maiden on the day. Um, right. And this field doesn't um, really help... Uh, strengthen the case for maidens <laughs> on Saturdays. It's not huge, is it? It's, <laughs> not, it's not huge at all. Uh, I um I haven't uh, I haven't got a hugely strong opinion here. It was a race where I just thought I'm just gonna I do enough maiden form throughout the week at Bunbury and Pinjarra and mm. then Jarrow or Albany, wherever they're racing. So as you said, I quite look quite look forward to actually um, studying up on the uh, the stronger horses uh, on the weekend. But I am going to speculate on one here at uh, at what will be I think it's twenty five to one at the moment. I think it'll start probably longer than that. Um, and it purely is on speculation. Uh, Bruce Almighty, mm. uh, I think first up, um, it was poor. Nothing short of just really bad first up. But I think he might have needed that run. Uh, second up, uh, which was only a week ago, uh, and this isn't a stable that does a lot of one-week backups. Um, Jason couldn't find the top in a race that had a bit of toe underneath him. Took a three-wide trail. I thought he hit the line fine. Um, this horse's strength is going to be racing in the first two. And I don't think, despite there being uh, nearly full field, I don't think there's that much speed in this. So I think if Chris can find the top, roll him along, and there is a little bit of an on-pace bias early in the day, um, he'll give you a sight at 30 to 1. Um, the stay was in good enough form. Um, and for 
for me, it's a really easy, just a very little each way bet at around 25, 30 to one, and you should be getting six, seven dollars a place. Yeah, that's but, good. And, um, and also, that was that race was very rails in run, I think. I think you'll find yep. the, the uh, first four home, I think War Anthem was the only one. He, he Princely package. Yeah, and yep. I think everything pretty much rails in run. Yep. First four or five home. So his, his strength really is being on speed as well. So to finish only three and a bit off him um, when taking cover and yeah I, I don't think that was what was going to suit him so um inform yard and you're probably going to have the favorites like trade fair express and pick your battles mm. one of ours beach yeah probably not the race to pick your battles unfortunately but um they're probably going to be giving um whoever is out in front a fair head start so it's the type of race uh, a leader can pitch yeah yeah i like your thinking there terry mm. I didn't really know what to what to do with this race. Um, you sound enthusiastic about it, mate. I landed on Trade for Express, mm-hmm. um, just just from consi- consistency point of view. Uh, liked its first up run behind Resort Man and Puckapunyu. I think that form's not too bad. Showed a bit last prep. Think it can elevate second up for Jason Whiting and Bruce Watkins. Gate nine is uh, interesting. I wouldn't mind. Them, Jason Whiting being a little bit positive early and try to at least hold a midfield running position. Um, but uh, it has is capable. It has the closing speed to work home into a, into a top three finish. Uh, trade for Express. Outside of that, I didn't... I, I reckon Alien, Alien from Mars might push forward um, from its draw, might, might tag Bruce Almighty across. Uh, Alien from Mars showed a bit last prep. Um, racing first up without a trial, I think it can it can run a race for for Sean McGrady. Mm-hmm. And um, interesting to see Aristic having its first start for the Kieran McDonough stable. William Pike on board um, first up from a spell. It ran a couple of it mixed its form last prep, but it did run some nice races. So I wouldn't it be surprised to see showed it. enough to yeah. win a race like this. Didn't That's it? right. Yeah. So, it can push forward too. So. I suspect if, if they do like it with Pike going on, it, it could be backed into your favouritism. It could be the horse that's um that's supported here. So, yeah, it's uh it's not a race I'm overly uh, enthused about. Beach Trade Fair Express is your favourite as well. So yeah, okay, I, I marked Trade Fair Express. I think it was five dollars a field. Trade yep. Fair Express was the top my highest rated horse. So. Um, yeah, so what's it, four four sixty best available yeah, at the moment? Four sixty, that's on the thin side, I'd suggest. Yeah, and what do we do with Pick Your Battles? Oh, we who, wait. Who, we continue to wait. Who would be just about one of the best maidens going around in Perth, uh, West Australia at the moment. Um, uh, what do we do with it? We uh, Well, first of all, the poor horse can't draw a barrier mm. and um, it's going to get well back. It's a really difficult ride for any jockey and obviously Nicole Hopwoods um, doesn't ride uh, as often as, as most of these. So um, it's just a really, really tricky ride. It's it's almost it can't win mm. just about. Like it's going to need um, – she's just going to need to find a three-wide line, get wide and hope that the leaders stop and she gets past them. But, um, yeah, I, I just – for the best horse, you sometimes will say yeah. 550 might be your price, but no, I think this has to stop considerably longer even though the race is really poor um i just can't map it to win so for me from a tipping point of view i'm going to tip trade for express for on a i guess each way basis i suppose but um five dollars and two dollars or something like that but mm-hmm. um um and for you actually and um the bruce almighty thing is uh, not a not a bad move i think actually yeah so. yeah we'll go that way we need to start tipping some value again i mean i'm boring myself with some of my recent uh, efforts so bruce almighty very small each way beach good stuff Race three at the Tab Touch West Speed Platinum Handicap. Do you get a bonus here if you're the first group of blokes to train <laughs> one to finish home? Uh, Lace Vinsky, does he finally, um, does he, she, does she finally, he, 
Cross. Does he finally get the map here, Beach? What do you think? I mean, how this horse has been um, stiff, basically. It, mm. it keeps finding keeps finding races where he can't find the top or he draws wide and there's a couple of quick ones underneath him. But to me, he finds the rail here, Beige. You got him leading? I got him leading, yeah. Mm. Got, him, got him leading around uh, the point coming across to the outside. Yeah. City Circle leaders back and maybe Baron Bostock in the 1-1. Okay. I think uh, this race, I really like Morgs Freeman's last run. Mm. Um, could just about make uh, a case for it here, but I've got to stick with Lace Finsky. Um, he has just been huge. Every run has just been huge and huge and huge. I'm not big um, on the Patrick Carberry appointment. I don't think he suits horses out in front. I don't think he's strong enough uh, hands and heels movement to whip. I think there's just, uh, just it's a bit stop-starty at times, and you often find he's getting grabbed on the line. So... Um, there isn't any not to be missed here. Uh, and the run last start, three deep the trip um, uh, with the visiting apprentice on was huge. Just absolutely huge in a race where they absolutely flew early. Yeah. So. And, and it was a very fast race. Yeah, exactly Very right. fast race. Yeah. Exactly right. So, look, if he, he finds the top and rolls. I think City Circle get off his back and have a crack and mm. they'll fight the, the race out. At, at 260 versus 350, though, the market's pretty much nail on the head, Beach, and I can't really suggest about at 260. But at $3 plus... I'd, uh, I'd be happy having something on and then post-race will be very upset when he gets grabbed on the post for City Circle, <laughs> I'd suggest. Which way are you leaning? Well, I hope that that uh, scenario plays out, actually, Terry, because I'm, uh, I'm keen on City Circle. Mm-hmm. I think he can... Uh, I think she, City Circle, can... Um, land leaders back, as I said, in my, in my map, following Lace Vinsky everywhere that horse goes. And as you perfectly describe, if he can peel... Off, if she can peel off heels, City Circle, and get the last crack at Lace Finsky, I think she has the class and a bit of quality to get the job done narrowly. I actually marked them equal faves, so okay. the the City Circle price uh, suits me. And but the um, the other horse that that you mentioned, who is the who is the knockout, if he uh, if he's on his best behaviour and he gets a tempo to suit, because he is um, he's very raw and got a lot to learn still is Morgs Freeman super run behind City Circle at Pinjarra uh, last start he's his form since joining the Robin Todd Harvey stable has been friends really, of the podcast really good friends of the podcast and he uh, but he's yeah he's just he's just still got um, a lot of learning to do Morgs Freeman but if he if he puts it all together he has the um, closing speed to, to, to get over the top of these two I think if he can find the back of Baron Boss or even hold the 1-1 one, one himself, yeah. um, then he can definitely uh, play a part in the finish. But I don't know if he can hold that position in running. As you said, he's, he's got a bit of learning to do, but he's really improved since going um, to that yard. So he's definitely one you want to Yeah, he's, he's his own worst enemy because he, he pulls really hard and mm. um, does a few things wrong. But uh, but yeah, he, he can he can win if he turns up. But for me, I, I reckon this is a really nice option for City Circle uh, from the Inform Neville Parnham camp. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're uh, taking each other on there. Yep. Beach, I like that. Bit of a head-to-head job. I, reckon, I tell you what, I reckon there won't <laughs> be. Uh, I reckon there won't be uh, much in it at the finish. Um, this next race, I'd say, you like that one? <laughs> oh, I didn't think that was that funny. Uh, this next race is a. Um, I actually just, I, I just started crying when I started mm. doing this speed map. This, this upset me. I just, I don't, I don't know what to do with this. Um, I reckon excellent dream from Barrier Three could sit deep throughout. That's that's the type of race I think you've got here. Um, I Jew West is not going to win this race, but it's pretty quick early. Really, is quite quick. Can hold the rail. Um, Zebel is super quick. 
can cross or it can sit outside of due west. Indian Pacific, super quick. Um, we'll come across, it'll be one that has to take a sit, I think, especially with the extra weight. Um, excellent dream. That was a super maiden win, um, albeit on a bias Bunbury track yeah, sure was. Um, <clears throat> the other day, and they knew as well, didn't they? they the money, uh, the money uh, was certainly around for it. So you're going to have those four from barriers one, two, three, and six um, making their way. However, it's going to work out. Excellent dream might end up tucking in, taking a sit. Indian Pacific could end up in the one-one. Um, oh, it'd be poor of us not to mention uh, the, the combination finally coming together in that race as well with uh, Pike on Drink What You Like. Mm. Hey, do you reckon that'll be supported purely for uh, for an own sense? And a uh, friend of the podcast, Chris Nelson, owns that as well, actually. So good luck to Chris. And she, um, she's, she's got a stack of gate speed as well, but I don't think they'll be making a play for the lead in this. Nah, no, no way. You, you actually, uh, I reckon Pike's the perfect jockey in a race like this because yep. he'll go out at the back, be patient. Don't know with the big weight if she can win from there. Um, I, I, I honestly don't have an opinion here, Beach. This is just a race I want to watch. All I know is uh, at the moment we're talking, what price is New Pacific, Beach? Even money. No, I, I honestly couldn't mm. be anywhere near that. That's a crazy, crazy, crazy price. I love Indian Pacific. It's a great horse. We've seen on, it. What, what, what price you got? Uh, I, I thought Indian Pacific with the barrier has to be four to one. Well, I can't have it leading. So you, you, this this horse needs to show a it can carry. Yeah, a it can carry the weight and b that it's got another string to its bow um, that can take a sit and c. I wasn't going to be a C, but there now is a C, that it can handle this, what I feel is a fairly significant step up in grade. It's been handed its last two wins with races that's found the top and just put them away. So this is just a different horse race completely. And no, it'll probably start well under the $4 I've suggested, but um, I will, this is one of two that I'm pretty keen to lay and I'll be laying when we finish the podcast and giving it a whack on uh, Betfair Australia for anyone that wants to get on. I'll probably even put up... Was it two oh five at the moment? I'll put up something around the three dollar mark. I think I was so. two. I was two seventy. Yep. So the even money or two oh five best available at the moment is is pretty pretty thin. Um, but I I disagree with you a little bit mm -hmm. in the fact that it, last start it wasn't necessarily handed that win. It actually got copped quite a lot of pressure from we've got dreams on the on the outside and that and the the figures that came through the sectional. Uh, times that came through it was a very fast thousand meter race for a three-year-old where um, have you got uh where have you got him going in the australian silks as well yes for australia day australia. obviously yes yeah, australia uh i've got zebel leading in the jockeys will actually be wearing cork tats as well on the, <laughs> on the australian colored uh silks <laughs> i've got uh zebel leading indian pacific outside leader yeah okay yeah, yeah i see yeah. that yeah i don't think I don't think Jew West could possibly hold out Zebel if, if Zebel wants to lead. Mm -hmm. So just think that that horse is just a... Jack will be too strong over the first 100 metres. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jack, Jack will, uh, Jack Zebel will um, just, he's got so much gate speed, this horse. Uh, yeah, it'll, it'll lead anything. But um, I would suspect that it, the way that it likes to go to Zebel, um, hard and fast, as they say, uh, I reckon that'll suit Indian Pacific. Um, they'll be content sitting on excellent drain. Uh, yes, yeah, okay. they'll be they'll, they'll be content. Yep. One one, I think. Yeah, excellent dream. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I actually think that the speed that Zebul hopefully will set will, will allow Indian Pacific just to roll. And I think with under the sixty kilos, it'd be nice to keep rolling rather than being stop start. Yep. Keep that momentum going. I think Indian Pacific will win if it gets out to my price two seventy, two eighty, two ninety like that late on the exchange, perhaps. Um, so you think Indian, Indian Pacific will stay on track, do you? Yes, I yeah, do. Okay. Yeah, I really like this. This horse's figures. Are 
are good. It looks like a class horse. It's a thousand meters, like it's it's thousand meters. Um, Ascot thousand meter wins have been super. So I can't see um, if he turns up. I think he'll win again. All right, I like it. We're head to head again, Beach. I, I like will, this one. I will say though, there was a top notch trialer of mine oh, called Forest Wall. Oh, I was going to yes, I was going to bring it um, up. Flagged it after its sixteenth of December trial. It's since won a trial on January twenty and won quite well. I would love to see it in a in a maiden. Oh yeah, would love to see it in a maiden. Um, I yeah, this isn't its race, but follow this horse, Forest Wall from yeah, the Gavin Foster stable. Um, so. So what, what did you what did you end up coming out with, Terry? Is I, am, I really I don't know really what I'm putting on top. Maybe uh, we'll speculate on uh, excellent dream. Perhaps I really did like that win, but no, I, I don't want to. I don't really want to be having a bet here. I want to be uh, probably just taking on Indian Pacific. Okay. Uh, I think it's a difficult map. It's up in weight and it's up in grade. Mm. So for me, that's um, that means we'll we'll take it on if it's going to be a short price. But uh, at this stage, I'm not. Uh, I don't really want to hop into anything, Beach. Mm. Uh, we'll watch Forest War. It can run on into a place potentially um, if they have a cool good out in top and a few yep. of them are really um, hitting the brakes late. But uh, yeah, it just looks a really good uh, good race to watch. It'd be interesting if any of them are willing to or look at the speed map and say, let's just stay out of it. Let's mm. just take the sit. And next thing you know, as you might have, as you just alluded to, Indian Pacific does get it nice and easy outside mm. of the lead. So um, I'd love to see all four want to lead though. I'd love this to see a little uh, little absolute charge the early sparks on. Are yeah, yeah, the sparks. I'd like to see the sparks uh, coming off the train tracks for mm. Indian Pacific. But um, yeah, no, nothing for me, Beach. Okay. unfortunately. Just laying the favourite. All right, race five, Australia Day Trophy, hundred thousand dollar race, Australia. Um, Australia. Um, now this has only attracted the seven runners. Mm. I think the um, Rawa and Perth racing will be a touch disappointed that it's a pay one two. Um, dance music really uh, made a statement. First start over fourteen hundred meters in the Mandra Cup. Sat outside Wrinkley in blistering wrinkly went well blistering, blistering tempo and just just went just went crunch dance music um mm. that was very impressive the other day with chloe as a party um not claiming and she won't be claiming again uh go does go up to the 59 and a half on saturday rises 100 meters to 1500 meters and will more than likely again have to sit outside wrinkly terry my question to you is can she hit that peak again and or will she need to to beat these uh this isn't a strong field beige i um the step up to 1500 you'd think with the strength of that win pinjara albeit a very biased pinjara track um she shouldn't have to do uh well she shouldn't she doesn't need to go any better she just needs to get somewhere near that performance again mm. to win you'd suspect it looks like just a very similar map very similar race um just want to touch on on wrinkly i uh this is honestly i reckon i don't hate all this is my new barracky bet frankly <laughs> every single time I, and and I, I did everything right it was 13 dollars. it nearly started favorite it, it was backed into 520 late on the exchange the money just came they came out of trees to back this horse it's probably because i was tipping it to everyone I spoke to for about four days straight but um <laughs> it was gone within 10 meters it just hit some days with wrinkly you know out of the gates if i don't know if you can um some people can still bet with companies that they have a fold mm. you can tell with wrinkly if you really have to bustle early and over the first 100 meters you go i'm dead my mm. ticket's dead but some days he travels he does seem to travel best for brad Parnham. he sure does yeah. um 
and he is I mean he's got more personalities than most of my ex-girlfriends so I would um, not give up on Wrinkly just yet. I'm not I'm not tipping him with any type of conviction here, but if the right Wrinkly turns up, he's a horse that can run an absolute shocker one week and a bolt of the next. So um, the fact they've kept him work, he's obviously sound. Um, I just can't come at um, dance music and even money. No. Think she'll win. Gun to my head, think she'll win, but what man, what is she now, Beach? Wrinkly's uh, four from nine. Ascot uh, 1,500 metres as well. Yep. Brad Parnham going on. And that's the And you know when that. Wrinkly, usually when Wrinkly goes best is when everyone jumps yeah, off yeah. you know like around 100%. 10 11 12 dollar mark something like that so uh, the way he went last start i reckon he can only be longer than that as well like yeah. i think dance music will stay solid in the market lord help me run will tuck in behind him uh, if he can get that the gates yeah he's got to jump yep. doing a few little um having a few little tricks mm-hmm. at the moment and there'll obviously be a bit of support for uh like a butterfly with william pike on but um yeah and with disposition was huge mm-hmm. as well but no i'll be on um, wrinkly, very small, uh, and mainly just because I like, I've just got a real hatred for money. So, mm. yeah. Interesting. Disposition was three wide the entire <laughs> outside. Uh, Carrying 92 kilos yeah, or something. Six, 61 yeah. and a half, mm. three wide breezing on a almost track record tempo uh, and still ran second. Well, yeah, that was, uh, geez, he wound back the clock there. And the handicappers uh, um, give him a half kilo for running second, even though he still hasn't won for... 857 days That's so stiff, yeah a bit stiff there the um so he'll, he'll be carrying 62 uh in the australia day trophy on saturday but i th- i was keen on lord help me run last start in the mandrick cup bungled the start and just got too far back and had to do too much work to um or had too much heads gave way too big a head start if he can jump cleanly from one and hold the rail in maybe third or fourth position I think Lord Help Me Run is in really good order. Uh, he's he's um, travelling really well for Peter Hall, who seems to be getting getting him going at the moment. If there is a horse that's going to knock off dance music, for me, it's Lord Help Me Run. Do you know what the key for Lord Help Me Run might be? What's that? Wrinkly turning up. Yes. If Wrinkly's stopping and dance music's often gone on the band, I don't yep. think Lord Help Me Run can pick up three, four lengths. But if it's a length or two and sort of t- comes into a sprint over the final couple of hundred, I think- Wrinkly roll, rolls off and uh, works. Yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. right. Yeah, mm. exactly right. The rail is never, um, it's not often that there's something wrong with the rail at Ascot. So um, yeah, I can definitely see that's uh, going very close, Beach. Yeah, yeah. So for me, uh, obviously dance music, she's the obvious, which is one too well yep. last start. But uh, if there is a horse that's going to knock her off, for me, it's going to be Lord Help Me Run. I like it, Beach. And it's uh, Mastermind. Ooh, it is Mastermind question. time. I've actually heard these ones, so I'm going to get my pen and paper out here, Beach, and have a crack myself as you uh, read them out to us. Okay, it's the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind Quiz. We have four questions for you. Uh, let's we might have uh, to change it to Murray Mind Quiz because uh, <laughs> Trevor. Uh, we might yeah. have to might have to exclude uh, yeah, Travis, Travis yeah. from answering. We'll, like a bookmaker's bar, you know, <laughs> we'll bar certain uh, <laughs> listeners from having a crack. Uh, bar my yeah, fam- I'll family. Send him, I'll well. send him in a yeah, yeah, your family is yeah. incredible. I'll send him one of those emails. Um, you're no longer available for the uh, promotions from the R One One podcast. <laughs> anyway, so the market. Uh, sorry, the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind. Here we go. Question one. Name the horse and rider who claimed the 2019 Australia Day Trophy at Ascot last year. Question two, name the group one winner who was unplaced in the 2019 Australia Day Trophy. Question three, last year's Batavia Sprint winner Neurological 
um, who uh, sadly passed away during the week um, for uh, that was sad news for for Martin Allen Stable. Um, he won nine races from twenty two starts. How many of those were with William Pike in the saddle? Pikey seemed to have the key to that horse. So um, his last win was with Jade in the saddle. That's right. Finally yes, in the finally. finally. That's yeah. right. Um, and question four. This will uh, it'll be good to see how many people get this one right. Name the popular WA Galloper, very popular he was, that won the 2008 Australia Day Stakes at Mooney Valley. He was a bit of a cult hero back in the day, this horse. Um, So there we go. So uh, as always, the questions will be posted on our Twitter feed. And remember to direct message your answers to us at the 1-1 pod on Twitter so that no one uh, no one out there can cheekily pinch your answers. So um, thanks again to our friends at the Mundaring Hotel. Moving on, the preview continues, Terry, and it's yes. the first leg of the Quaddy Race 6, the late Quaddy, rather. Race what. 6, the Amelia Park Lodge Handicap. Speaking about Quaddy's Beige, a very uh, stiff yesterday. I don't know if you saw the last. I had uh, a fairly hefty percentage with uh, Zachariah Bow, which uh, I don't think too many would have found. And uh, Andy Castle just couldn't get there in the last couple of strides. So I was at the Como Hotel with our famous bread bags, Mick Chav, Twitter zone. Yes. Um, yeah, I think we would have probably just about owned half the uh, Como had he got up. So a little bit disappointing, but let's hope we can uh, improve on was, this body. Was- Red bags watching any cricket he at was, the time? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he's got an opinion on two as well, actually, about the cricket and about the quality of the Big Bash. <laughs> we might need a separate podcast for that, I'd suggest. <laughs> um, so so did, did you have Altani in your quaddie? Let's just move on, BJ. Okay, I'll take it. That's, <laughs> I don't a know how I didn't have it either because I actually said it's going to be a far better horse ridden with cover and from the gate I knew it was going to be ridden cold. And I just don't know. I just have brain fades often. That's the story of my life, I reckon. Mm. Well, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we can uh, we can click that guru-like brain into gear for the last section of this preview and get some winners and some value for our listeners out there, Terry. So, yes. race six, uh, twelve hundred meters for the seventy-two pluses. Strong views, Terry. Yeah, actually, stronger views for a price reason. I think this is a really, really good race. This is probably the race I'm most uh, excited about. For the afternoon, um, BJ, uh, have you got Flower of War crossing and leading, finding the rail? Uh, I've got free trade leading. Oh, really? Mm. Do you? You think they're going to show a real, uh, they're going to be very keen to hold the top? Because it's shown at its last few starts and the stable has shown their hand that they're pretty keen on um they're pretty keen on teaching this horse to settle because mm. um, obviously they're trying to get it out. So I think this will be a, a, a better horse, probably over 14, 1600 as well. So um, it'll be interesting. I, I think that the stable will be going in with the mindset, well, if we ping it and, and, and run really well um, and just, sorry, jump really well and begin well, um, we will lead. But I can see um, PJ Pontiff Harvey mm. um, crossing, finding the fence. Dacio will hold Flower Awards back. Yeah, Daddy, um, in the Australia Day colours. 1 1. Will end up outside of Flower War, and Free Trade will end up in the 1 1. Mm. That's what I think. Festival Miss gets the, then the choice if it wants Free Trade's back or um, Dachio's back. Yeah. Um, but yes, this is a really good race. I mean, the horse, oh, I'm not going to. 
talk about all of them, but Star Glitter can't win this race. It's out of its depth. It's flying mm. at the moment. This isn't its race, but wait for Star Glitter to find a nice little 66 plus um, or something that's a little bit weaker. It is absolutely low flying, but this is too strong for it. But um, I think there's four live chances, Free Trade, Flower of War, Festival Miss and Dacio. And I think the market's just completely missed Dacio. Um, I can't understand how Flower of War um, is who got the leader by his track. DeAndy's handed up after it was backed off the map. I mean, mm. I'm not saying it, it was a boat race, but I'm definitely not saying it wasn't a boat race. Um, it wasn't a boat race. Uh, but uh, he got the softest run possible. Dacio got caught up on the back um, of the horse outside of the leader. His name escapes me at the moment. Who was stopping. Uh, had to pull out. Then had to get a little bit of a bumping duel um, with the horse that was making a three wide um, run. I just... Uh, I just don't understand how one of these can be $3.50, the other one's 16 to 1. Um, I got Dacio $10. Yeah, I got Dacio 6. Okay. Um, so I got them a lot closer in the market. One thing, don't understand, Beige, and there's a bit of a ranting coming here, actually, is let's, let's hear it, Terry. why is the three kilo claimer on? I'll answer that question. There is no reason why the three kilo claim is on. I just cannot understand it. So yesterday uh, we saw a horse called Sweet Strawberry go around uh, in a race where should have probably been unbeatable just about. Yeah, sticky gait and whatnot. It was just not the time to put a three kilo. I just think sometimes we've got to look at what, what the claim's worth compared to uh, what you're getting out of it. I mean, I heard the interview with, and Brock Luthor, it's a very switched on trainer. I heard the interview with him and he was justifying the fact that it was then going to get in as an equal bottom weight or, or close to the bottom weight. Mm. He didn't need to be. It was a, It's a several length uh, better horse than the rest of them. In the end, um, Chris found trouble in the run, and, there, and it, it, it's easy in retrospect to say this, but I just think sometimes um, we're over trying to over-utilize these claims rather than when some of the smaller trainers don't get the opportunity to win that many races. You've really got to take advantage of them. And I, I just get really frustrated um, at the overuse of a claim. I think this is a, a similar situation with Dacio. Isn't Dacio often ridden by apprentices, though? It or? is, uh, but Chris can only get one and a half of his three kilos yeah. here so as Brody, well. So. Brody Kirby, yep. uh, Jade McNaught, uh, ridden her quite but a why? lot. why? Why? I don't understand why that I, has to be a thing. I think sometimes trainers, uh, especially with smaller Mares yes, but it's only very, 54. Are very weight sensitive, yeah. um, especially in wet WA. Um, and I think obviously to run second for Chris Graham the other day, they probably think from one they can just get that extra bit of weight advantage over free trade and the other horses to beat. Um, I can see why they've they've got him on, but. I mean, the only the other option would have been Brody Kirby, I suppose. If and he, he's one if they, of he, he's yeah, one if of they her. went down the claiming path. path that's yeah. the thing. I, I I didn't see necessity to. Anyway, I'm gonna uh, we'll uh, yeah I'm gonna just continue to uh, digress if we go down that path. I want to be on here though. Uh, from Barrier One, I really do believe uh, it's position A. Um, she has done uh, battle with Flower of War in the past. Mm -hmm. Meets her uh, not just last start, but um, last campaign or the campaign yeah, as a as a, as a three year old. So yes, right, yep. she sat uh, three deep the trip outside of Flower of War, who led. Um, meets her way better at the weights, even without the claim um, on that run. And I just think the market has forgotten about a horse who has a great ability to jump, um, has a great ability to be tractable in the run. And if yeah, if 
Flower Award does shake off Yeah Dardy, as I suspect, um, as I suspect uh, she'll be able to. So Dacia who can push push out. Exactly yeah. right, Dacia who can push out. And with the low weight, might mm. be really hard to catch. Mm. Um, free Trade is a really nice horse. Love Free Trade. When you first see the field, you think, well, this is probably going to be the bet and the tip. Um, yep. You're pretty confident. But 59 kilos for a horse I think they're going to try and get over further. I think that's nearly a set six and a half kilo swing on Dacia, who's going to get the run of the race. Mm. Um, and as I said... <clears throat> very well could be peeling out at the perfect moment be really hard for free trade to get past a horse that's weighted that well so um really really happy each way day show you're getting nearly four dollars a place um, and I really think that the first four will be, I think it'll, it'll run first four. Festival Miss, Dacio, um, Free Trade, Flower Award mm. should be your first four. Um, Festival Miss, obviously a moral beaten first up or probably a moral beaten. Never got any daylight for us to properly assess that. But mm. um, I don't know if Festival Miss is a superstar though. And this is a, a really sharp field. So um, she can definitely win, but at around $3.50, there's definitely not, um, is she about three fifty? Beach? Um yeah, 3.90. 3.90, yeah. There's there's not a bet for me um at that price, but uh, I'm looking at uh, the very few markets are out at the moment and she's 18s and 4s for Dacio. That's a bet, beach. Can you see where I'm coming from? I can. Yeah, yeah. I, I had the same sort of top 4 mm-hmm. as you in my in my selections. I was free trade from Festival Miss Flowerball and Dacio. I thought that Festival Miss might do the same thing as what Dacio, what you um, mapped out that Dacio would do um, in that. Do you think Festival Miss might cross um, Dacio? No, no, no. I just think that Festival Miss will follow, follow the rail and um, be able to peel off into space. Typical Pike yep. ride. Um, and then she's got really good closing speed as well, Festival Miss. Coiled up and saved up for one run. She can, she can zap them. I just have a feeling that free trade is a bit better than these. Uh, that's my... That's my Suspicion, geez, he was massive, massive oh, in the Fitzpatrick yeah. play. The 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 uh, everyone that chimed in at the dollar ninety five uh, would have been tearing their hair out um, in run, and then he still looked like he was going to win, only to get gobbled up late by by mankind. Geez, that was some return. And they don't they don't mind backing uh, this horse either, do they? Every he, start is off the map. He just he reeks of a horse who's just going to progress quickly. Reeks, reeks. I like that. Progress very quickly into listed and group. He's just he he travels well. He just looks like a, a good horse. So if I'm backing in my my gut and my eye with with free trade, obviously he's got the score on the board. He's he's never missed a place in eleven starts. And Michael Lane stable red hot in uh, season 2019-2020. If um, he might lead, he he could lead, but if, even if he lands outside um, leader or even if as you suspect in the one one. I uh, I can see free trade just just having that class where he's going to find a way to win. Question: I'm giving you fifty bucks. You can have it on free trade at two bucks, or you can have twenty five each way on day shield eighteens and fours. Where's your fifty bucks going? Uh, at those current prices, I think I have to go with with Dacio. Thank you. Yeah, I, I had I, I I thought free trade might be more of a two fifty chance, but they he, he is always very well backed. That's what you're, you're going to probably still get a price. Uh, you'll probably end up getting a price flower or if, if you are looking the flower of war and festival misways, you probably will end up getting a good price of both of those because of the support that mm. keeps coming for free trade. Do you, um, you, can you see free trade easing at all, or is that that just him? That's it's just- not. It's not the norm, but in saying that, Flower of War, heavily supported horse, Festival Miss was smashed first up, and there has to simply be money for Dacia at the current be, price. Yeah, That's yeah. just the wrong um, price for that horse. So um, really looking forward to this race, 
also Beach, and, and I'm, I'm, um, I'm keen that Dacia can run a run a race. Cool, yeah, and also our uh, our good friend Mike Santich, Magic Mike, yeah. has uh, Classic Pro yes. engaged. He doesn't um, want an ambitious nomination, does he, old Magic Mike? Um, so yeah, good luck, Magic, um, with Classic Pro mm-hmm. in uh, the first leg of the Quaddy. Yes, race seven. It'd be Terry. nice to start the Quaddy with an eighteen dollar winner as well. Yes, that would be a good start. So race seven uh, is a Desonia handicap. 1400 meter graduation um there's some promising types and some established types um campaigners go, uh, crossing swords here really does look like a clash between um serenity bay and put a spell on you both last start pinjaro winners terry do you have anything outside of the obvious that you can steer the listeners into of course I do. Uh, I uh, well, first of all, I'm expecting Choice Command with the blinkers uh, back on. I think they just got that. Yeah. I think Neville got that wrong tactically last yeah, time. Very wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's take the blinkers off because we're going up in journey. I, I just don't understand. They did that with um. Ah, uh, what's the horse that's uh, been a, a bugbear to us? He's a gunslinger. Yeah. Fourteen hundred to seventeen hundred. Um, blinkers off. Whacked the Mitch Road at fine. Just whacked the blinkers off, and it just takes D- the different horse. Yeah, different base. Yeah. Exactly right. Just mm. different horse. So, Choice Command was really poor, but um, he's one that can I, go I, to the top. I don't think it was that that bad. I, oh, I just he's gone a long way out, and the rail opened up for him. No, and, I just mm. think that was. I think it ended up in a bad spot, and it mm-hmm. was. And on the day, rails in run at Pinjara. Um, sort of midfield or, or you know and he just sort of got dragged back and the horses that moved into the race all came three and four wide with yep. momentum I, I don't like him in this race but i think that it's last run there was some merit in it yeah. if there's any um bias on the day he's one you've got to have in your quaddy yeah sure um because he should lead this race uh he'll lead, uh, he'll lead yeah he'll definitely lead yep. this race i think with no beal in from the gate they've got no choice but to come across yep. um probably racing his outside he's going to be a question mark over 13 so let alone 1400 but um he's going really well um this horse but i just can't see him mapped uh to win this race the other potential speed horse perceived as nommed for monday and a jockey's been named so i think okay. we'll be seeing him come out um yep of this race so there isn't a huge amount of speed abby lane should be able to park up just behind him yep. did you think that he was disappointing or what did you make of the run you alluded to the fact he didn't think he was going to be suited underneath horses and mm-hmm. that could have been the case potentially but yeah i think i still think that uh i i think that abby lane is the sort of horse who does like a bit of room to move but again the, from the replays that i'm seeing and 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 the reviews i'm doing rails in run at pinjara especially in sort of muddling tempo races is pretty much poison really and i don't know whether that was just the place to be uh when abby lane where it, under normal circumstances it looked like a prime position mm-hmm. but for, on the day and just the way that track is operating at the moment i don't think i think the run again i think the run was was better better than it looked i think a lot of people chimed into him and were very keen on him last start abby lane um and i think if you if you did like him the other day I, I would I would suggest follow up because yep. I think I think the run wasn't too bad. I really like what you're saying about um, uh, picking up and sprinting underneath horses at some of these mm. country tracks. It's something that's hard to probably quantify or explain why we think it's occurring but it's definitely a thing and if you can notice a pattern like that when you do reviews for those meetings you can find some real gems mm. um you can go well, that on the service that was really really poor well hang on nothing's picked up um and made ground through horses so it's with that it's a tremendous segue mm. actually beach so thank you we didn't even discuss this one thank you for that but uh, a horse that i felt that picked up and made some ground which not many did that day between horses was a horse called distant, distant trilogy, trilogy. Yeah. um Harvey's opted for Abbey Lane. That's probably because of his association with that horse and, and the success. But I don't think that it would have been that easy a decision mm. to go um, with that horse. But 
from barrier three, got way yeah. further back than he would have wanted to at Pinjara. Um, found some trouble, hit the hit the line really nicely um, between horses again, very close to that rail where not many horses, um, as we've just touched on, uh, made good ground. Um, he's a bit of a nonny. He, he's not a horse that you want to be um, you want to be running have running for your life. But he's also pretty consistent, um, and you know what you're going to get. So I really like Joey as a party over Paul Harvey on a sit and sprinter. Uh, I think he'll look for a three-wide line. Perceived being scratched probably hurts us because that could have been the horse that gave us a three-wide line. But mm-hmm. um, with Nobelium coming across from 11, if anything else kicks up, a Rebel Yell or even a Mouquet first up. Uh, Mouquet? Mouquet? Mouquet. 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 Uh, if it kicks up um, and there is some type of three-wide line going on, it's race seven, so the breeze will be stronger as well. Could be starting to swing around and helping those a little bit off pace. Reckon he's a better horse um, with a bit of room to manoeuvre as well. So while I'm, I'm again, tipping him on price, I've marked him seven bucks. And I think we can get about 11 um, at the moment. There was 15s this morning, but I didn't allow that to last for too long. The best part about Distant Trilogy is uh, I do, he's not a super um, overly well supported animal either. So I reckon if we can get over three bucks a win and um, 12, 13, $14 a play to, sorry, 12, 13, $14 to win and over $3 a place late, um, I think uh, each way it's a, it's a nice little bet. Just with question marks on how good Serenity Bay is going to end up being that was just the perfect mm. ride and put a spell on you that was the perfect ride two perfect two perfect pearlers from pike yep bj and, so, in, and, and both of them in the right part of the exactly of the track. right yeah. exactly right so i'm just uh while i think that the pair will be hard to beat yeah um i am happy having something small each way on distant trilogy and i'm going to wait for the senior to go on media baron okay before and wait for it to get up and trip um which way are you leaning beach abby lane was that your no, I am leaning towards put a spell on mm. you. This filly has, she just keeps improving every time she goes to the races. Um, admittedly, she enjoyed, she got a lot of favours at Pinjar the other day. But that race was, we've already touched on it uh, when we were discussing Lacefinski earlier, but that race was so fast. Was um, it rated very highly, and if you have a look at the uh, the, the times um, differential between Serenity Bay and um, put a spell on you on the on the day, it was did, significant. Did that perhaps work in her favour though? I think um, I, th- I think it did, but she still had to do it. That's the did. thing. She still had to do it. So for me, it looked like, oh, hang on, this filly is actually got quite a bit of quality about her. She could end up. She could be the horse that toes up um, mm. Distant Trilogy, potentially. If you go back to its second last uh, start when it beat Street Fair, from barrier 11, um, Pike went and then happily sat three deep on yep. her. Um, so, I mean, for, from Distant Trilogy's point of view, that would be probably the perfect result. But, um, yeah, she's a horse with a lot of uh, – she's continually improving start after start, isn't she? Yeah, and, and maybe that was her grand final the other day, but I'm not sure. I just think if, if that's the standard that she's setting – then for me, she can she can roll Serenity Bay. Obviously, Pike has um, allegiances to Team Williams, and he's he's chosen Serenity Bay as his right. I wonder if if there was no trainer's allegiances. I wonder which way he would have gone. Mm. That would have been a very interesting question to pose for the wizard. And Genuine I, coin flipper. And right? I just reckon that Serenity Bay is going to be overbet, and I uh, I think that put a spell on you. Look, it's going to need a lot to go right from the sticky sort of draw. Um, and uh, but she looks like she's um, she's really progressive, very nice uh, mover, does a lot right, and I think it's put a spell and you can find a way to win, similar to the previous race. Just just the class horse, just finding yep. finding finding a way. 
I think if you're backing either of uh, our suggestions here as well at 10 bucks mine and 4.20 Beejas, I would be betting late because I agree. I think there'll be some Serenity Bay money and Abbey Lane money around and those two might be two that creep out a little bit. So let's uh, let's be patient and uh, get a better price on the day. And I like, what you, I like what you said about um, Choice Command as well, like, yep. um, if, especially if it's leaderish on the day. So that's, that's, a, that's a good good pointer. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon our quaddie's looking good here, Beach. Yep. I've got a yep. bit of value floating in here. Now, um, moving on to the second last, race eight, the Iron Jack Handicap, Iron 1,800 Jack. metres graduation. Mm. Um, yeah, interesting race, interesting runner, too close to the sun. Yeah. Is um, that the way you're leaning? I am. Oh, I reckon but, um, we're going head to head for most of this meet here, Beach. That's but, the lay, but, this is the lay of the day. But I can't. But I'm not. I'm not interested at the the, the prices. Um, isn't what I was looking for. Put it that way. But, uh, I think the the bookies would be somewhat wary of the support that's come for this runner at uh, previous uh, campaigns. I think it started a dollar twenty and a dollar sixty. Yep. Um, dollar seventy five, dollar twenty six, dollar seventy two bucks. Favorite, 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 and the wins were good, but. They weren't that great. Fell in against Diamonds for All, um, who I think just broke its maiden the start before. Good win over Precious Cargo. Yeah, won the Mora Cup or something, didn't it, Diamonds for All? Yeah, it might have, actually. It might have, actually. I actually have always liked Diamonds for All as a horse. really goes well for uh, Bo Banovich Edwards. BBE. For BBE, yes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, um, I no, I don't think so, Beige. First up at the 1700, I know the stable's flying, but, jeez, mm. I, I don't even know if um, he leads. Right. I think Misty Lad, yeah, I know Misty Lad's up to the 1800, but I just think it's a better horse when it's allowed to do things smoothly out in front. Um, so they might be willing to sit on the outside, but I really would suspect that the stable looks is because, well, hang on, too close to the sun needs to, usually needs to muster yeah, to get up there. And it needs, so, it needs a bit of room too. It's, it's still. Uh Quite new. Yep, it's quite new. Too close. To yeah, hundred percent. So I'm, um, I'm pretty happy taking on it. I've actually marked it. Uh, what did you mark, Beach? I've marked it about. I wanted three forty, three fifty. Well, I'll tell you what. I will once we uh, conclude this one. I'll, I'll lob up four bucks on Betfair. Okay, so we, we might do a bit of business today. I like mm. this. Uh, I've marked it seven bucks. So that's I'm I'm obviously an opinionated wanker, but um, I that's probably a little bit heavy. But uh, I just can't have it at all here. So what's your age, what's so. your fave? Terry? Oh, well, I've marked Burning Pride favourite, but the value is elsewhere. Mm. Um, I'm going to be suggesting a bet on both. But I mean, Aconite to me um, is flying. It's coming out of a starstruck where it was a really nice run. Um, then it ran third in the group three Latrice got penalized more points than I would have liked to have seen. The three points for running third out of eight being beaten by a tick over four. That's a bit unnecessary when we're trying to get horses in these um, features and not leave them as five, six horse fields. Anyway, uh, came out at 72 plus last start on a uh, very- I actually don't mind that three point penalty for, oh, for what okay, it's worth. Good. This is just, we, let's just <laughs> label episode nine the, uh, the disagreance. We've clearly, uh, clearly missed episode, each other. Yeah, yeah. buttheads, yeah, beavers and buttheads. <laughs> Um, and then last start, uh, in a 72 plus, a far better race than this, um, has come out and, and ran a cracker, um, only beaten 1.7 by a race that was dominated by the few horses on speed. So yeah, so with Aconite, uh, we aren't sure if Lucy Warwick's riding badge because, uh, she is off her rides today. Um, this is at uh, quarter past two on Thursday, um, so I'm not sure if she'll retain the mount there. I'm, pre I'm presuming she's not riding today. I've actually seen the notifications that she's not riding today because of um, uh, her fall last week. Uh, amazing that she rode yesterday, actually, Paige, mm. isn't it? 
But um, so we're not sure if she'll retain them out. But Aconite's been racing in far better company than this. Um, the weight is a concern. Uh, it's definitely a concern for a uh, for a mare. But um, she's carried at 58s in the past and ran nice races. So she'll find um, a spot off speed by this stage of the day. A tick after five o'clock. A nice strong southwesterly in. I suspect uh, she'll really appreciate the um, the significant drop in grade. I've marked her three dollars ninety. She's eight to one. I've marked Burning Pride, who we uh, was one of ours to follow, mm. and um, yeah, that was a horse. Yeah, yes, really responded for Pikey as well, didn't it? It was a really impressive win. That to, was a great um, call too by you. Really yeah. impressive win to pick up and um, and get home um, like she did um, from several back the fence. She really seems to have lost the ability to get out the gates cleanly and race on speed. So, what about what about that? Pike display with the cutaway. Oh, he did. Well, yeah. Was he the only one that knew that the yeah, cutaway the was the place to be? That was crazy. <laughs> he, he had his whistle out. He just yeah, he was just blowing his whistle. Everyone, and, yeah. everyone else wanted oh, to I be just, elsewhere, and he was like, "No, the the fence is the place to be." I so. simply don't understand mm. uh, how you can. Yeah, you think oh, I'm going to get going early? It's going to cost you seven lengths on the band plus mm. that you're getting on the worst. But anyway, another rant. We don't need another rant. Mm. Um, could, oh, could be a new segment moving forward. I think it might. It mm. might have to be actually. Mm. We'll, we'll look into that. Mm. Uh, that Stay might, tuned. Might, it might lose us a, a few listeners. I suspect. <laughs> Uh, it, it's got to be hard to beat. I've marked um, I marked her three fifty Aconite three eighty three ninety. So at four fifty and eight bucks, you play the pair and you play them with confidence. Yeah. Um, in my mind, rivalry galore is a stayer. Sixty one kilos back to eighteen hundred. Uh, not yet. Not no, yet. not yet. Mm-hmm. Um, the horse that could run a, a cheeky race. Um, it's not really a Saturday horse, but it's mapped to probably land in the. One one. Uh, he's a Jasper. Jasper, yeah. Uh, twenty to one at the moment. Probably jumps forty to one. Worth having something tiny on if it does get out to forty to one plus late. But I'm really happy with the double play here, Beach Aconite and Burning Pride, and really happy with the prices too because of the fact that I've got too close to sun um, significantly longer in my personal markets. The horse that's racing well is that is Perceptive Miss. Yeah. Can you make a case for it? Uh, you can do, yeah, from a speed map point of view. So I've got, uh, as I said, Misty Lad potentially crossing too close to the sun. Either way, they'll be one, two um, in the run. It's a bit thin in the market. Yeah, the Perceptive yeah. Miss should be right on them. It is thin in the market mm. at the moment. It should be right on them. Um, uh, rivalry Galore will drop out, um, which leaves Jazzpara getting the 1-1. One, one. That's how I ended up with it yep. in that spot. And it also means Burning Pride, even if it doesn't begin that well, um, should still be able to slot in to a spot around about 6th or 7th. doesn't have to be um, as far back um, as she's got in her last couple. And then Aconite should be on Burning Pride's back. So can make a case. Just don't know if she's got the class of an Aconite or a Burning Pride, especially if she's um, if Perceptive misses only a length or two in front of those on the turn. So, yeah. Which way are you leaning? Oh, too close to Sun. Too close it? to yes. Sun. I... I um I think whatever he did last prep was a bonus and he's he's gone within a head of winning all four starts. Mm-hmm. I think this 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 horse is <clears throat> very slow maturing type half brother to trap the uh, trap for fools and um, he uh, he just he still looked like he was all at sea um, from a I guess a mental maturity point of view last time in work he's had a few months off he coming out of a very fast trial at Lark Hill on January 13 I am taking a leap of faith in a way that I'm trying to sort of I guess predict um, a level of improvement um, from last prep to this prep, natural improvement with with race experience and physical, mental uh, development uh, over the last few months. If he takes the, the leap that I think he's capable of doing from an um, upside point of view, um, too close to sign with Jared Noski on board, 
could I had him leading, but I know what you're saying about mm-hmm. about Misty Lad. But if he finds the front and rolls along, um, and uh, and the conditions are suiting on the day, then I just think he's going to be really hard to get past. Really hard to get past. He's he's tough. He's uh he uh, he's developed um developed a winning edge last prep as well. Uh, Lindsay Smith stable. Uh, is very well found by the market at the moment. So, mm. but I suspect they will be, tends to be. I, I suspect there will be people uh, like you, Terry, who will want uh, to lay him, and yep. he'll he'll get out late. Um, it's an interesting one in that sense. So we we talk about two closer Sun and Free Trade um, uh, in one of the prior races. Mm. Horses that are often extremely well found, but maybe there's a couple of little things less so with Free Trade. More things are probably. Um, yeah, in its favour, but um, with too close to sun, obviously first up eighteen hundred metres, that's going to have its knocker straight away. So it will be interesting to see what the market does. Do mm. they just come in for it again, just on faith, and say, "Well, hang on, we're probably not going to get three dollars fifty or three bucks about this horse again mm. um, this campaign if it if it takes the trajectory they're expecting." Yes, so that, it's that's interesting. That's that was my my view, and I I, uh, I reckon that you're on the money there. With there'll be money for Aconite. Uh, there's Obviously, Pike on on Burning Pride. Uh, there'll be money money for it, and probably specking at a few others, which might, uh, as we get closer to start time, which might push out to close the sun mm-hmm. to uh, become a betting proposition. At the moment, um, I think two seventy best available is shy of what I'm looking for, but I'll be waiting, Terry. Yep. Uh, I'm hopping into both at the current prices. So if they, if there is money for, um, uh, if there is money for too close to the sun they could even get out to be longer but i just yeah when they're that they're that far above my rated prices at about eight bucks aconite and 450 burning pride that's um yeah it's a no-brainer for me yeah good 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 um have we agreed on any today I don't know if we have. Oh, I like it maybe in the last maybe we're saving our oh, in uh, the in the get out in the get out what do we usually do for the last the get out states oh that's right how do we about that it's the s-t-e-a-k-s yes yes exactly right um our friends at Market City Meats uh, proudly sponsor the Get Out Stakes. If you would like to enter at us at the One One Pod on Twitter, who you think will win the last race on Saturday, race nine? So the winner and a decimal winning margin. If you if you want to um, differentiate yourself from some of the other competitors, you can even whack into two decimal places if you like. Um, just the one winner this week. Just the one Otherwise winner. Otherwise, he's going to be out of business. Yeah. So don't forget at the one one pod, Market City Meats, get out stakes, get your entries into uh, for your chance to win a gourmet beef package from our friends there, at Market City Meats. So a gourmet beef package. That mm. sounds like. A- I'll stop talking. I uh, I don't think we are going to agree here, Bernard, because okay. uh, I know what you're going to be tipping. You're a Gates of Babylon man through and through, and uh, I can see you're probably uh, going down that path again. You thought <laughs> last start, um, I think we uh, we spoke not long after the race, we wanted to see um, him being allowed to roll. Mm-hmm. In the end, they've absolutely roll, flown that race. Yeah. So it's um, sometimes it can be a little bit deceptive for us, and it's always the power of the uh, the data. Um, it was an interesting one because just, it just seemed like he was gone on straightening Gates of Babylon and was wobbling and might, might have got on a wrong leg or something like that. And yep. then it came again yeah, late. It, did, it was yep. very, very interesting, yeah. Look, 1,600 metres. Um, Brett Pope's a very... He sticks with his jockeys, doesn't he? Mm. Um, 1,600 metres, barrier 13. 
with the the, the probably the, the breeze will be at its uh, strongest, obviously being the last race of the day. He's gonna be doing some work to find the top, and he's stepping up 1,300, 1,600, And I can't remember the last time Brett Pope trained a winner. He's well, that we, day we tipped, him, was, tipped him to train five the other day. Every single horse got nearly the run of the race and just simply didn't turn up. None of his horses have been turning up to the races at all at the moment. So for me, I just uh, the money. For, uh, Barbie will do, I think. I think yeah, Barbie. Yeah, yeah, Barbie did turn up. Mm-hmm. I um I just I struggle. The money will come again. I, I have no doubt. But um yeah, I struggle to be able to make a case at the three dollars fifty or so for Gates of Baldwin. Think there will be a reasonable uh, amount of work done, as I said. Um, I think Black Shadow with Jason Brown, and I think third or fourth up now. I think. They will be thinking this horse, uh, fourth up it is, will be very close to peaking. I don't think they'll be too keen to hand up the top either. So I don't think Gates of Babylon will find the rail. Um, inflation from one, if it gets out the gates, I reckon the stable will be saying try and lead Ben. Um, but it's uh, it's not really getting out the gates all that well. Superior Smile probably doesn't have the speed to go with them. Back to the mile, so I don't think it'll lead. And uh, Scoreline could be a fly in the... Uh, Juicing Carrots likes to roll forward as well. Yeah, yeah, I think there was a lot of freshness in it first mm. up. I think they'll be very content taking a sit. It's probably a blowout actually one for mm. your quadrilla and yeah it says scoreline um, could be a bit of a nuisance horse with Christy Bennett takes a pretty astute judge to find that last start by the way at 150 to 1 <laughs> uh, and uh, I um, have we got posters of uh, scoreline and Christy Bennett uh, yeah, up on the wall yeah that saved a very uh Tough few days, that one. Uh, I suspect um, that we'll see a track which allows you to make ground at 5.50, and I'm really keen to be on Kelly's Jam here. Not going to win too many awards for backing Pike in the last. Mm. Really, um, I, I'm a big believer in the second up blues from a long spell. The mm. reason I'm willing to forgive those here is the fact that she had two 1,400-metre trials. So I don't think this is a true um, second up assignment. I think she's already had several strong hit outs. Around the quickest last 200, 400, and 600 of the day um, at that first up run in what was a pretty weakish field. But again, what did she do that day? She made ground on the rail. She did. And yeah. not many horses did. So really liked that. I think she gets the nice card up from there. She's uh, arguably, because she's obviously had um, about 18 months off the track, she's arguably looking at those two trials and looking at her recent run. She's one that might have just improved. Mm. She's obviously coming back from a serious injury. She might have just um, gone to another level. So around about four bucks. And that price could even get a bit longer if the, if the support I expect for Gates of Babylon does come in. That would, that would be pattern dependent, yes. wouldn't it? Like uh, if, it, if the leaders are, are going good, then Gates of Babylon. If they're if the um, if the roles are reversed, then the money is going to be big for Kelly's Gem. Yeah, 58 and a half down to fifty four. Pike in the last. Adam this is Durant. one of those ones I would be um, having half your stake at the four bucks, yep. um, and then determining a pattern throughout the day. Even if you have to take three twenty, three forty late, it's worth uh, taking that slightly um, lower price. Even if the pattern is against. Uh, horses off speed I don't think it's impossible to change mm. um, especially with the the work we're going to see a few of those doing from the wide-ish gates so um, I'm pretty happy playing there but uh, it's a pretty open race to finish the day yeah. so um, I, I want to have something very small on a horse that not much has been going right for in uh, not a mocker mm. I reckon this will trade at um, probably 900 to 1 on Betfair um, probably longer 
no one trade at 900 to 1, but it, it'll be triple figures. I'd be disappointed if I'm not seeing um, the best part of 100 Definitely to 1. Definitely triple figures, yeah. You reckon? Yep. Definitely triple figures. Definitely triple figures. So we're not going to agree on this one then? On the exchange. No, no, no I'm, I'm, I'm listening. Uh, if you just basically go back through its campaign, uh, four back uh, for Harry Grace, missed the kick horribly from one. Really, really nice run. Um, finished alongside a couple of smart horses who have come out and run good races since. Uh, should have won next start at Albany where um, he does fly and that's the track he really does his best work but he just got wide and Senso nicked it and absolutely motored to the line his next start he came out with 61 after the claim which for a lightweight joker like Harry Prentice uh, Harry Grace is about um, 10 kilos of dead weight in the saddle I uh, sat deep most of that trip kept coming late really nice run last start Banjo Patterson at that leader bias Pinjaro track had him out four deep no cover leading up a line like that was just a total forget run so doubt he's up to these right at the top but Joey has a party middle gate if he gets the right run and everything goes his way this horse is all I'm saying is it's going better than the price it'll be mm. um, we might be looking midweek for it in a, in a week or two's time but um, just the price we're getting we're not going to have to spend much to get a result so yeah um, Something small for me, Beach. That's, now, that's vintage Perth Racing Guru. That's, yeah, yeah, when it runs last, we have more vintage. <laughs> uh, can you uh, can you tell me why Gates of Babylon's going to win now? Uh, um, okay, so I am, uh, you know, chips in with Gates of Babylon as mm-hmm. a horse, as a horse. Uh, there's, just, there's something in his profile that I really, really like. Um, and, you know, he probably should have won first up and he's ended up breezing on a in a very fast race the other day and, and just just boxing on and just getting rolled by less than a length by um, put a spell on you um at pinjara the other day he those he had two trials prior to that so he's had two trials and two hard runs to kick off his campaign so i th- i think he's going to be uh cherry ripe for this third up assignment at the mile i actually think he's going to get across uh quite well um mm-hmm. Yeah, there is a bit of there is a few people who'll be looking to hold a position, but I don't necessarily think they like leading on Black Shadow. Yeah, uh, it's I, a I rec- funny one. I reckon I they, they they would be happy to tag um, Gates of Babylon in uh, sorry in Slipstream Gates of Babylon in the run. Look, it's it's but Gates of Babylon. It, it's going to be uh, pattern dependent. Um, if if it's uh, if it's swooperish later in the day, then it's going to be very hard for this fellow. But I just. I just there's something about this horse that I really really like. I think he's gonna Brody Kirby is gonna be able to control the race, um, stepping up to the mile. There, hopefully there's gonna be less less speed and he's gonna be able to maybe uh, start turning the screws 800 meters out and get them get them chasing him. That's how you want to ride. Especially him. Yeah. with uh, the claim, which means he's 53 kilos, no weight on his back. Jeez, Brett Pope, he was costly. Oh, <laughs> he was God. costly to us at um, Pinjarra. Honestly, I reckon there might have been a, a, something going through the bar, the, a virus or something yeah. going through the stable because yeah, they, they all just ran poorly. Yeah, I don't know if they all ran poorly, but they just lacked a bit of spark, oh, didn't they? Was those playing, maidens early, I hope playing, you dance. Yeah. And um, what was the other one we tipped? Uh, fire sale, was it? Yes, fire sale. Yeah. They were just, yeah, just from runs of races, they were just really plain. Yeah, plain. That's but, a um, choice of word. Yeah, so, but... This uh, I uh, I like Gates of Babylon as a horse, as I said earlier, and um, third up mile. I just have to stick with him. I was keen first up, keen second up. One more go, Gates of Babylon. B Kirby, um, fingers crossed in the lucky. But yeah, obviously Arnie's boy, Kelly's gem, Black Shadow, all genuine winning chances as well. Um, and inflation was backed heavily. Uh, I think it was eight dollars to four dollars, and then they bungled the start and um, was declared a runner. Um, so it was obviously the horse's fault 
last up. But forget that run from um, uh, where where the the numbers say he was 16th of 16, um, beaten favourite. Um, total forgive run there. But uh, and over there is racing well. Like you can name quite a few uh, yep. genuine uh, contenders in this race. I just have to uh, trust my gut again and go uh, once more. Gates of Babylon. Yep, don't mind. If they're making ground, make sure you throw a blue tracer in your cotty as well. Mm. Significant jockey change on that one. That brings us uh, to the end of the preview, Beach, and we uh, roll into my favourite bit, our uh, one bet, our to follows, our maddies. You want to kick us off with a uh, a one bet, or are you still uh, umming and ahhing? Um, I'm still umming and ahhing, mm. mainly due to the prices, yeah. um, but... The horse I'm most confident about, I would suggest, is uh, where are we? Is City Circle, I think. Okay. Yeah, City Circle, race three. We'll reel in Lacevinsky late. I think so. I think from one, it's going to get the run. Yep. Uh, coming off a good win in good time at Pinjara, um, had had really some good three-year-old form against horses like Flirtini yeah. and stuff like that. So if it can elevate to the level that I think it can at this stage of its prep, I think it can win. Yeah. And there's some concerns that Lacevinsky has run so many good unlucky races, it might be on the way down while one horse is on the way up. So. Perhaps they're fairly can evenly fairly evenly matched, but yep. I, but from the map. Form, stable, jockey, city circle is my one bet. Uh, one bet. Do we decide you can just do one race? Like I can say, because my one bet, Aconite and uh, burning, our, uh, burning Pride. It's we our want podcast, to be mate. The, we can yeah, do whatever we, we, do do whatever we want. <laughs> we want to be backing the pair of those at 8 to 1 and $4.50. You can, what does that end up getting you? About 3 to 1 for one of those two to win? Something like that. The maths Good. aren't at the top of my uh, you've uh, flying. You've already thrown out a couple of... Maddies? Yeah, we have. Uh, well, I tell you what, it shouldn't be a Maddie price, but if you're getting 20 to 1, that's the rule, isn't it? We want it to be 20 to 1. Day show is 18 to 1, so it's yeah. very close to it. That's a madness price um, because he's not quite at the 20s. We better lob in, not a mocker. Mm. Who will be uh, any you, old price? And, and also, you uh, you tipped uh, Bruce Almighty, who's and Bruce uh, Almighty. Yeah, there hasn't been a shortage. There hasn't been a shortage of uh, of, of uh, value. So let's hope that just one of them can uh, salute, and we can be in a good mood next week. Huh? Yeah. So my Maddie is um, in the maiden. Uh, which is uh, Bruce Almighty's race. Your and Maddie in the maiden. Yes. Yeah, is a horse called Worth a Risk. Pierce Brothers. Oh yeah. Uh, Joey has a party gate two, very do, expensive yearling. Do you know any of the owners? Uh, I know a few of the owners yeah. actually. Do any of them back themselves? They sure do. Yeah, and uh, confidently, yeah. And uh, this horse was, uh, I think, even Adam McGrath. Uh, shout out to Adam. He might even have a shared in this horse as well. Okay. So worth a risk. Gate two uh, ran a couple of races last prep and didn't quite hit the mark. Didn't mind its lead up trial the other day. I just think that there's a few plotters in this race, and if it can land in a reasonable spot and follow the rail, it could run a race at $21, $26. Tell you what, with some uh, heavy hitters in the ownership group, it won't be if it's a chance and the Pierces are giving it any type of push, it won't be starting 20, 26 to 1. So it's actually one I haven't uh, had a good look at, BJ. So I might, um, once we conclude here, I might actually have a look myself. So uh, what are we going to follow in the coming weeks? Um, there's one horse that was nommed for the 1800 meter race today, didn't accept, very disappointed because I thought it was. Perfectly in his Celtic 
court. Um, mm. Nothing went right in the staying race last week. Nothing went right the week before when it didn't have a gate. Nothing went right at the start before when Peter Hall sat deep on a hot tempo. So we want to be following that. And I believe that Hoboken and ATM will both be winning races very shortly. Yes. yes. Uh, we're going to go to the country for another couple. Uh, light the fuse. I've mentioned this the last few weeks. I'm, I am waiting for a ch- uh, change of jockey. Yesterday, uh, Fiona came and raced it on pace without cover, just totally against its pattern. Uh, it's a horse. If it's going to win one, it probably could win one at fifty, sixty dollars. I reckon. So it's really going well. But I, I maybe need back a- at its home track. Yes, 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 hundred percent. Um, in a zero, um, in a no metro win for mm. the last year. Um, but I, I am waiting for a change of jockey. Uh, and Smith for uh, Alan Matthews. Yes, not much luck for uh, Stephen Smith. Getting close. He's getting very close. Yeah. Needs a track where you can make some ground though, because he does look like um a bugger that gets back. So mm. let's follow those five. I think the, the, thing the planets will align for Smith yes. one day at double figures, perhaps. Hundred percent. Um, what do you got for us? For me, oh, there's a maiden that ran uh, at Ascot last Saturday from Anne Kingstable called Fandieri. Oh, Fandieri. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, just about ready to break through. Stiff at its last two. Yes. Uh, this horse is... Uh, my, my two other ones are both uh, don't win very often, but mm-hmm. I think there's a race in them either next start or the one after. One is Resistance from the Fred Curzer yard. Never got out. Never saw daylight last Saturday. She's going really well, but I think she's only won three from 30-odd starts, some of that. Mm-hmm. So she uh, she doesn't win often, but uh, she's in form, and um, if the if everything goes right for her in the next couple of starts, she'll be going close. And I did, I've got a bit of time for Palacino, bit of a get-back, run-on, money-muncher type. But uh, I didn't think it was too bad against the pattern at Albany last Sunday. You can have that one. If placed to advantage, it can uh, in a in a in a right race, it can it can win um, uh, one of its next two. Um, so moving on to our top notch trialers segment, yes. um, horse from um, Peter's Investment, uh, very well bred. Uh, I think it might even be a half or a full to enticing star horse called Star Talent. Really liked its uh, trial on January 13. Uh, keep an eye out for Startel. It hasn't raced yet, so keep an eye out for him in the coming weeks. Fire Goddess from the uh, Todd and Robert Harvey stable. It looks pretty sharp at its trials. I think it might even be starting at Bunbury on Monday, so keep an eye out for Fire Goddess. And I saw something, uh, might be jumping at shadows a bit, but I saw something in the trial of a horse called Roses Are Red. Lark Hill, January 13. What colour of violets? Uh, yes, so roses are red. Stephen Miller, Sean McGrady wasn't asked to do a lot. Had a look at its breeding. It's got, it's a bit, there's a bit there in the pedigree. Roses are red. I wouldn't mind seeing what it does at its next trial. Um, and so there might be something in that. Also, I was looking at some of the three, three-year-old uh, winter sort of early uh, spring uh, form and a uh, horse called Mood Goddess. Uh, from Steve Wolf Stable, uh, really sort of progressive filly last time in work, won a race at, at Northern, and I think it might have even ran third behind Tuscan Queen in uh, in town uh, at Belmont during the uh, sort of winter slash spring period. 
She trialled at Albany on Sunday, moved really well. She's going to be a horse to follow uh, this time in work. Mood we always goddess. like when a horse moves well, don't we? We do. Mood Goddess uh, wasn't knocked around. Keep an eye out for her. She'll be racing first up in the coming weeks. And there was uh, Steve Wolf had quite a number of runners in that particular heat, but the one that caught my eye was a horse called Classic Rogue. Uh, unraced uh, Dick Turpin, three-year-old classic rogue, will probably find an Albany maiden, uh, Albany Mount Barker maiden in the in the month ahead, and uh, will be very hard to beat. Alrighty, so it's time for our whatever happened to segment now, and um, on our episode eight, uh, I flagged two Dan Morton trained horses, Sherpa Lass. One from one uh, at Belmont last season, and of course the stable champ Man Booker, just to see where where uh, they are up to. Spoke to stable representative during the week. Sherpa Lass should be racing or trialing within the next two or three weeks. Going well. Keep an eye out for her. Man Booker is still recovering from injury. He's uh, he's spelling at the moment at Oakland Park Stud down in the southwest, and uh, but hopefully will be returning to training in the next six to eight weeks and be aimed at perhaps those winter wait for age races at Belmont very good we got a tweet in during the uh, week or sometime in the last couple of weeks from uh, Andrew Walker he's a part owner of Akinar Star actually uh, asking what happened uh, what happened to King Blitz the Barry Newnham trained uh, grey is it a grey no, no, it's not a grey. Why have I got in my mind it's a grey? I'm not sure. It was written by Peter Edwards, Peter mm. Edwards. Um, my greatest memory of that horse is some of the torrid runs it had, uh, sitting 3-4 the trip and, and still being far too good for him um, in the straight. But uh, do we know what's happened to King Blitz, Beige? Yes, well, King Blitz, I believe, had uh, some injury setbacks. and uh, However, he was back in action at the Belmont Trials on Monday and trialled really well. Just got uh, overhauled late by a horse by the name of Cup Knight, oh, it goes who on. is flying yeah. for Bernie Miller at the trials at the moment. So yeah, what up walks? Uh, King Blitz is uh, will be just about, obviously just about ready to return to the races soon, I think. So uh, that was a good whatever happened to because he sort of just disappeared off the scene, that horse, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he did. Certainly did. It's always, I always like the, uh, when the sort of um, country trainers get probably a, it can be a once in a lifetime horse so good luck to uh, Barry with King Blitz now uh, if you've got any whatever happened to's just add us at the 1-1 one, one pod yes. and we will chase it up always interesting to see uh, where these horses have got to and where they are at um, uh, before we finish I forgot to mention next week's episode we're going to have Cripper joining us I believe uh, Daniel Cripps. Yes, Daniel Cripps, who joined us a few weeks ago. So for those that have stuck with us for uh, another lengthy edition of the podcast, we have just failed to get under the hour mark once again. Um, you can look forward to uh, the uh, the sharp mind of uh, Mr. Cripps joining us uh, next week for his second appearance. Well, I think that brings us to the end of another uh, lengthy episode, Beach. Searching edition. Searching. That's mm. a great word mm. I'd use. Yeah, it was searching. Probably how I've... Uh, Searching was probably a word uh, you could use for how I was feeling the day after our recent uh, pub tour <laughs> with all the boys as well. So I actually ran into Johnny Pine yesterday. Good day, Johnny. Um, Travis, you're not allowed to enter this week's Mastermind, so go and get stuffed. But uh, to everybody else, best of luck in the Mastermind, best of luck in the Get Out Stakes, and uh, hopefully we've found a, a winner or two. Uh, until next week on the 1-1. One, one.